Scott with SJWellfire.com. Final Days Report, episode 200. I want to actually review the electric car scam. And if you're not awake on the why they're pushing electric cars so much is, or this climate change, is you breathe carbon dioxide. There's a war on carbon. That means there's a war on you. Carbon dioxide, you breathe. Trees, plants need it to provide us oxygen. It's the circle of life. But it's the boogeyman because it's nothing short of eugenics. And again, it's from the Club of Rome. They have a two-point strategy to make humans evil. Humans are the disease spreaders. That's what we saw with the poison poke. And two, humans are the polluters. And they need to be called. If you're still not awake on the why, check out Final Days Report, episode 195, where I go over the five points for the World Economic Forum to bring in the fourth industrial revolution that we call in our book, Seal One is Open, that primes the keys for the fourth beast system spoken of by Daniel. The end of day system is artificial intelligence run by quantum computers. 5G is the fake Holy Ghost. So I'm not even going to get into the why. I don't even want to get into the why and this hoax of carbon being the evil carbon dioxide being evil for global global warming or climate change. I mean, they got to change the name to climate change because the earth is cooling. Many suspect we're going into a mini ice age. I don't even want to get into the why. Let's say it's legit. Let's take a look at just the scam of electric vehicles. Let's take a look at the life cycle costs. I've never really seen a truther podcast about the entire A to Z of all the hidden costs. And are these technologies really green? I've heard snippets. But let's deep dive this, my friends. So my first ask is, ask a liberal, does your car run on fossil fuels? So in the United States, only 18% of the electricity produced is so-called from green technologies of wind and solar. That's it, 18%. So here's an interesting article from The Economist. The Economist is owned by the Rothschilds, and the Rothschilds are suspected of owning the Federal Reserve Bank. That's a private bank and the central banks around the world. This is the tip of the spear of the organization that enslaves you. Let's read the headline. As to the CO2 emissions piece, what's happening here? So the article goes on to say, overall, the research shows that electric cars are cleaner than those that rely on internal combustion engines, only if the power used to charge them is also clean. So it goes on to say, in France, which gets the majority of its power from nuclear stations, this article is a little bit older, I think that's changed, then they look pretty clean. But in China, where they love their electric cars, but produces some 80% of its electricity from coal, rather less so. Kind of like the United States, rather less so. But here's where it gets interesting, my friends. The pollution impact of this technology is over the top, from strip mining to recycling. The entire life cycle of cost is mind-bending. All this is, is an enslavement system. They need you to be enslaved with one mode of your electricity and energy source, period. Let's read to transition into the pollution. In fact, in many instances, the environmental cost of these processes is far worse for electric vehicles, largely due to their lithium batteries. Let's go to the beast the World Economic Forum, they're bringing in the fourth industrial revolution that, again, is artificial intelligence enslavement. Everything's going to be tracked. You're going to be biohacked. Free will is dead. World Economic Forum and the WHO are the tip of the spear think tanks for your enslavement. And I think they're just fronts, obviously, for Lucifer. But this is an article off of their website. You can't make this stuff up. They're telling you some truth, my friends. The Lord makes evil come to light. 
In large part, the life cycle emissions of an electric vehicle are due to the energy intensive nature of battery production and the association of the mining processes. So supposedly it's very manufacturing intense to make these batteries. Indeed, there are questions around battery production and resource depletion, but perhaps more concerning is the impact that mining lithium and other materials for the growing battery economy, such as graphite, graphite is in everything, right? Graphene head, that's that mine controls and technology, will have on the health of workers and communities involved in the global production network. Processes associated with lithium batteries may produce adverse respiratory, pulmonary, and neurological health impacts. I wonder if this is the stuff they're dumping on us. Pollution from graphite mining in China has resulted in, in reports of graphite rain, which is significantly impacting local air and water quality. The production of green technologies creates many interesting contradictions between environmental benefits at the point of use versus human and environmental cost at the production end. Boating, a Chinese city southwest of Beijing, has been labeled the greenest city in the world. This is hilarious. The greenest city in the world or the world's most only or the world's only carbon positive city. This is because boating produces enormous quantities of wind turbines and solar cells for the United States and Europe and has about 170 alternative energy companies based there. But last year, the air quality in boating was declared to be the most polluted in China, a country where air quality reportedly contributes to 1.2 million deaths each year. If you've ever been to China, I've been told you can, some places you can't even see 10 feet. The pollution is so bad. These impacts need to be placed into any discussion or policy frameworks when exploring the shift to a greener future. So let me get this straight. This green technology through the production process through the mining is toxic to you. You can't make this stuff up. Here's another article that complements this World Economic Forum white paper. You have to understand all of the environmental implications from the time you are ripping the raw materials out of the ground until you're actually disposing of the product at the end of its life cycle, the recycling part. When you do all these calculations, you need to see that in the end, you're doing better than what is your alternative. In the case of lithium batteries, not all the lithium is made up of strip mining, but most of it is. But in China in particular, a very large supplier of lithium, that is the predominant mode of mineral extraction. These electronic vehicles as well hurt the United States with jobs and production, from my understanding, just researching this, to be determined. So now let's get into the recycling issue, folks, because again, we're taking a look at the green impact. This is wickedness. Electric vehicle batteries, solar panels, wind turbines result in a massive amount of waste and pollution. China is responsible for half of the total electric vehicles in the world, a number that is growing rapidly. About half of its retired batteries are not disposed in an environmentally sound way, causing significant waste and pollution problems detailed below. Batteries can be recycled, but the cost is high. So when they actually start to recycle these in a proper way, your cost to purchase these products is going to increase your cost to get the supplies that are run on battery-operated trucks is going to increase. So the products you buy are going to skyrocket. As it is with solar panels, which can contain hazardous materials. Most solar panels end up in landfills, as do wind turbines, whose large blades are a major factor in the disposal. The United States does not have a policy for recycling these green technologies. So when they do put a policy in place, your costs are going to skyrocket which means that the U.S. landfills can expect to see massive increases in disposed materials 
from them that President Biden seeks to implement his net zero carbon plan for all U.S. energy by 2050. Net zero carbon plan. Again, remember, you breathe carbon dioxide. This is a war on you. Carbon dioxide is needed for plants to provide us oxygen. This article goes on to talk about just the, in the developing world, they're just dumping these batteries and it's leaching into our water or their water. It's destroying their soil. I mean, it's evil, my friends. And again, this is just an enslavement system. The carbon tracker is going to track everything you do. These smart grids, smart cities, they can turn on and off your electricity. You need to be a good citizen, a good monkey, and not turn on your dishwasher, not turn on your clothes washer, because we need to save the planet. Worship Mother Earth versus the Creator, the, the good book says. Now, this went viral. How much does an electric car battery replacement cost? Well, it went viral. This couple bought their daughter a used electric vehicle, and the battery was dead. They had to spend $20,000 to get it replaced. The car wasn't worth $20,000. I found an article that said, hey, it costs between four dollars and $20,000. I mean, it's a scam from the pit of hell. And here's where it's getting wicked. The regulation in these communist countries are really starting to force the hand of new cars. New cars are enslavement cars. One of my recommendations is save your old car. We'll get into some solutions in the end. But here's the deal. If they get rid of gas-powered, diesel-powered cars, they, they want you sucked into one form of energy, and that's electricity. And so from 2021 to 2022, Almost every place in the United States off of this survey had an increase, very high increase of their electricity rates. And in Europe, it's crazy. They, they've doubled their electricity costs in Europe off from this scam of, of a war with the Ukraine where NATO's poking the bear supposedly or we're watching theater. All of this is to enslave us. It's all to enslave us. Increase food costs, destroy the farmers in Holland right? Regulate us, put you in smart cities. It's evil. Eight, I, I did a couple deltas here, 18% increase in a year, but more than double in, in Britain. Cheap electricity gets people out of poverty and transferring land rights to the next of kin gets people out of poverty. They want you in poverty, my friends. So if they can just get you with the smart grid, the smart city, the smart electric system, they can control you. Period. All this reminds me of the ban of wood stoves. We've covered this multiple times. Go buy yourself a wood stove. Be a rebel. Plant a garden, buy a wood stove because they want you to heat your home with electricity that they're going to jack the price up. Natural gas, they're, they're, they're trying to vilify that, my friends. But all of this, all of this tech, these cars will be driverless in the future totally be able to be shut off by the government, controlled by the government. Can't go to these green zones. That's what I'm telling you. We almost need to act like Cuba. If you've ever seen pictures and videos of Cuba, they still have a ton of cars back when Cuba became a communist nation. Let's figure this out, my friends. Tesla owner goes viral as car fails to charge during frigid temps. I mean, hilarious. And then these, these cars are very dangerous. When they catch on fire, you can't put them out. Article from Fox News, firefighters had to fight this fire for over 24 hours, put 4,500 gallons of water to put it out. I've read some articles, they said water actually helps this, this flame even further. 
But if you've seen some of the viral videos of these batteries catching on fire, I think there are some viral videos of batteries in buses. They just ignited. You need to get out of it fast, fast. And again, the telecom executive that makes chips for cars said, we need to worry about hackable cars. If you think about the journalist that was going after, I guess, the military industrial complex, he worked for Rolling Stone magazine. I think his name was Hastings. His car took off and then crashed. It looked like it got hit with a missile to me. And then um, was it uh, Hache, the actress, her car t- took off, hit some sort of building or home. That creep, creepy video where she looked like she was breathing, uh, trying to breathe, and they just pushed her head down. No, no, no. Go to sleep, young lady. Crazy. Their cars looked like they were taken over. So let's watch this in China. And Tesla said, well, our data says with the computer that the brake never was hit. Crazy. Takes off. Driver was attempting to park before the car accelerated and traveled at high speed for about 1.2 miles. Killed two people. You think somebody can't figure out where the brake is? I mean, this is crazy. Boom. Three others were injured. And then this video goes on to talk about how other people have had similar experiences. Evil, my friends. This is an enslavement system. Now, the EPA recently did a rule which is more than 80% stricter than the previous regulation against truckers. Folks, when diesel gets destroyed, everything's going to skyrocket. You need to prepare. Get seeds. Get your King James Version Bible. Get your house in order, spiritual order. If you're not saved, Read the King James Version Bible and pray to Jesus Christ as this true. He'll open it up to you. Get your heart in the right place. But the EPA recently ruled, which is 80% stricter than the previous regulation, will require large trucks, delivery vans, and buses manufactured after 2027, and again, I'll have tech in it to control where you go, to cut nitrogen dioxide emissions by nearly 50% by 2045, according to the agency press release. The agency's rule is intended to push truckers to phase out diesel-powered vehicles and use electric vehicles instead. However, the compliance costs associated with such rule could suffocate an industry that is not ready to transition to EVs, experts told DCNF. Your cost of goods are going to skyrocket. So then I started taking a look at, okay, how long, how far do these e-cars go? And I'm sure the technology is getting better and better anywhere from 300 miles to the best I found was 520 miles. And they take seven to 10 hours to charge, but they're so-called a a 15-minute fast charge um, capability. But here's where it gets wicked. This is why they want to get rid of these old cars. Former Congressman Omnibus Bill allows feds to require remote kill switches in new cars. Enslavement, my friends. This is part of that beast system. Stay simple. Keep your old cars. If you have the means, maybe get some older cars, get three or four of them for parts. I never thought I would say that before, my friends. And the reason why I'm saying that is during World War II, there were over 100,000 cars, and I'm talking cars, not even necessarily trucks, that ran on wood. 
They ran on wood. People, you can run your car on wood, even in a car. If you're just listening to a podcast service, I show a pretty slick car with, with the back end of it with this wood burner. It's pretty big, but you can get around, my friends. I want to play a quick video. This is in the news of this gentleman running his car on wood. Well, imagine a world where vehicles don't run on petroleum products, electricity, or solar power. It may seem far-fetched, but it's actually happening right here in Saskatchewan. Virginia Wright shows off a Mortlach man's truck that could help fuel the future. You can drive, 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 and the gas heat doesn't go down. Huh? When Calvin Rader steps on the gas of his old truck, he's actually stepping on the wood. When I got this thing going and uh, switched it over to, uh, to wood gas, uh, it, it's to the point of where you can hardly believe it. You know, you're, you're, everything went so well. It's a process called gasification, where instead of a carburetor using gasoline, the motor is driven by... You get the point. You can research it. Thousands of videos. And at the end of the day, this is why this whole thing's a scam. When I first was awake years ago, I don't even think I was a Christian. I think I was just awake to the evil in this world. I remember watching Mothwell videos with Stan Meyer and found about five people around the world that claimed and actually had affidavits signed with friends that they were running their car on water. And a couple of them were killed. They, they were visited and supposedly were killed. Stan Meyer, uh, his brother, gave the testimony that Stan thought he was poisoned. He was offered a billion dollars by the military, according to his family, according to Stan, to sell the patents to the military. And he did not want to do it. He could have been super rich and he was a Christian man. I think it has to do, and I investigated his research on the frequency he was hitting water. But then it's interesting, this Area 51 scientist runs his Corvette with, this, with a similar technology. But what he does is he actually stores his hydrogen in some sort of container with this this chem with this product that he talks about how he manufactures that's illegal to manufacture and he says this hydrogen tank will never blow up it's impossible to blow up so this whole thing's a scam i want to play a little bit of this it's a long video but we don't need to actually burn any fossil fuels to run our cars we could just use water so you read all over the internet about people and they run their car on water and hydrogen fuel cells and so on you're running your car on hydrogen. Can't run a car on water. But you're using water. Right. You use water as the source material. You run electricity through it mm -hmm. and it breaks it down into hydrogen and oxygen and then you can burn the hydrogen. All right, so you found a way to store a lot more hydrogen in hydride. The equivalent of a full tank of gas. You want to fill up your car. How much hydride do you need? Well, I'll show you. No way. Yeah, that's the volume it takes to store enough hydrogen to propel this car close to 400 miles, just about what it gets running on a full tank of gas. Wow. And it's a lot safer than gasoline. Really? Yeah, these tanks can be shot at with incendiary bullets or cut in half with a chainsaw, and you could throw a match on them, they just smolder like a cigarette, and you can't say that about a gas tank. Now, if you stored hydrogen and just compressed gas in a tank, it would certainly explode yeah. and catch on fire. Here, only the hydrogen that you need is released from the tank. When the tank's heated, it produces hydrogen, and the car burns it. So there's never much gaseous hydrogen in the system at any given time. Wow. So these are the, these are the fuel lines? No, what are these? Those no, are these are the 
This provides power to the heater in the tank and also reads back the temperature of the tank. Why is that important? Well, when you apply heat to hydride, it releases hydrogen. So as oh. power is applied to here, it heats the hydride, right. and then the gas comes out, the big hose is on the end. They have four hoses. Do they all mix into one big hose or something? Yeah. Because you can only get hydrogen out of hydride at a certain rate with a certain temperature. And a single tank, you can't get it out at the volume you need. So you really just split it into four smaller units, heat them separately, and it works just fine. Okay. Now behind me, Bob is getting ready to blow something up. Bob is blowing up water. Well, okay, he's not blowing up water because, as he said, to say you're powering your car on water is the same thing as saying if you're running your car on gasoline, you're powering your car on dinosaurs, and we know that's not the case. Um, this is what? This is a Hoffman apparatus, and it's used to produce hydrogen and oxygen from water. For fun, just because it's cool. Well, if you just have a use for hydrogen and oxygen, or for demonstration purposes, it works just perfect. All you got to do is fill it with water. That's just regular water, right? Well, actually, water with a little citric acid, potassium hydroxide, anything like that. The more conductive you make the water, the faster hydrogen will come out. And each one of these sides is supposed to be hydrogen and oxygen? Right. One will be... Hydrogen will bubble up out of one, and oxygen oh. will bubble up out of the other. Remember, water is H2O. Right. So when we break the bond of water apart, we'll get twice as much hydrogen gas as we do oxygen. Oh, so... What happens to the water? It just goes away. Right. It gets converted so, into... So each one of these tubes, the water just goes down, but what's left is the gas? Right. And there'll be more on this side? Yes. And that's the hydrogen side. Exactly. And that's the negative. Oh, so it matters which way you hook these up. So you got to hook up positive to what is... The positive is well, going to make... The... Positive will make the oxygen, and oh. the negative will make oh, no way. the hydrogen. Okay. So we've just connected it there. Right. And just by turning it on... You can see bubbles start pouring up out of there. It's seven up. <laughs> Kinda. So those bubbles are, well, they're not the same. So these are hydrogen bubbles and those are oxygen, oxygen bubbles. bubbles. Right. And there's, this is wider. There's more of them. Right. I'll, you can see it's really. Why is there more? Oh, H2. Two. Two. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. There's twice as much. Hey, that actually makes sense. So I'll close it off so it saves, right. seals the gas in. And right. then you'll see it'll start filling up. Oh, we, could, we don't have to go away overnight if this will do it while we're watching? Yeah, it'll be relatively quick. And what we'll do mm -hmm. is take a little sample of the hydrogen gas mm -hmm. and light it. Right. And you can see. That what are, I mean, what are these? You just have electrical current going to a, a, piece, it's a piece of foil? Of, well, it's a piece of platinum foil. And the reason you need platinum in there is because that's, it's very corrosive to a metal for electrolysis to occur. I mean, it's really ripping mm -hmm. the atoms of the metal apart. But mm -hmm. platinum is highly resistant to corrosion. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a slow method. Right. And... You know, it, it consumes a fair amount of electricity. Now, mm -hmm. if the electricity is being produced from solar panels or a wind mm -hmm. generator, it doesn't cause... I'll put the link below. I mean, at the end of the day, there's technology to run all this stuff for free. And again, when I was awake, I probably researched about 30 inventors that had really perpetual motion engines with magnets and all sorts of wild uh, suppressed technology, life-threatened. People said they actually filed patents that then were classified. Good night, my friends. I want to play a video where this gentleman lives on an island. He actually gets plastic that washes up to shore. He burns this big pot, captures the diesel. Then he runs a generator off this. I'm not sure if he has to actually add anything here to this, this plastic oil. 
But I've seen probably three or four companies that have done the same thing. Let's roll it. So I'm saying keep your diesel cars, keep your old cars, my friends. We might have to get very creative on how to have a sister economy in the future. All this is a scam. I arrived at this island about 25 years ago. When I first got here, there was almost no tourism industry and there were very few, there were very few people on the island. Life was a little bit more difficult. We didn't have any electricity, we didn't have any power tools. Just hammer and a machete and we harvested our wild cane uh, to make walls and we used coconut leaf to make the roofs. And then, after three years, I've met my wife Anna and we got together to continue putting this project of self-sustainability. The most successful steps in becoming energy self-sufficient was first getting solar panels and the latest is turning plastic into diesel, which is a very easy process and just about anybody can do it. Here's what we're doing today is we're going to make diesel from plastic, you know, common plastic that you have around your house. So it's very easy. All you have to do is uh, pack it into an oxygen free environment and cook it and let it do its own process. So after this cook, this is, uh, we made a little bit of a fire. It's only been going on for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, the hotter I do this and the longer, the more you make. So in this little bit, it's made this so far. And this is probably like a diesel fraction because we took this out of the, the first condenser. So we can uh, see if I have some matches here and we can put some down and see if it's flammable. It's heavy, it's thick, you know. Okay, this fuel right here, this is, uh, this is diesel. So I'll put this into my diesel generator so we can make electricity in our house for this evening and um, run the washing machine, ice cream maker, and everything that we want. And then afterwards, you take gasoline and that gasoline, I use my water pumps and uh, whatever else uh, I use gasoline for. This is all from the trash, all from the plastic that washes up on the beach, all from the, uh, the plastic that is recycled and that we just common plastic that you find underfoot is uh, actually good stuff that you can use. Making diesel from plastic helps provide the electrical needs of our house, business, and family, helps clean the environment, and also helps provide assistance to the local community. For instance, many people use coconuts to help them survive. They make coconut oil, and with the diesel that we make from the plastic, is used in the machine to help grind the coconut. So they take that home, make the oil. Pretty interesting, right? So I was reading Daniel, and it just reminds me of the end of days we were in. They're trying to gene defile us as the days of Noah, right? This mRNA technology. And the seeds of men will not cleave. And it's almost like we need a parallel economy, right? I always talk about that. But let's read Daniel 2. And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, part of the potter's clay, part of the iron, part kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it of the strength of the iron, for so as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with mirely clay, and the, as the toes and the feet were part of iron, part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. 
And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. This is that whole graphene head, this omnipresent Luciferian system that they're trying to actually have, where Klaus Schwab said, hey, we'll be able to know your thoughts, this pre-crime, free will is dead, monitor you under the skin, Microsoft's 060606 patent. You're going to be the human resource, the cattle. So if we stay out of this system, even if you've taken the poison poke, I don't think it's the mark of the beast. I think you still have to worship the image, the hologram, the Antichrist that's going to come out as a hologram in our ministry's point of view or some sort of technology. Rebuke it, repent if you've taken that and ask for healing. This is mind controlism technology. But for those of us that have not partaken in this, and if you've repented, we need to find a way to not be jacked in the system. And again, that last podcast I did with the World Economic Forum and the WHO, this digital ID is at the core piece of this. This biohacking you, carbon tracker, and this digital ID. All these moving parts are just mind-bending. These electric cars are part of it. The PSYOP of carbon dioxide is bad. But here's the good news. I see that, hey, it's strong, but there's also a chance to have a sister parallel economy. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm a post-trib rapture guy, ministry point of view. When God poured out his wrath, he actually saved his people. It happened in history when he actually had the people of Israel get out of Egypt. Or not his wrath, just it, a lot of those stories replicate the book of Revelation. The Bible has rhythms to it. The Old Testament was written for Jesus Christ. So there are patterns and clues that we can definitely see. So God bless. This is a bit of a deep one. Let's summarize. Probably, probably too long, but the, when, you, when you look at the strategy of making carbon dioxide bad, it's a Club of Rome strategy to consider you to be bad as a human. You breathe carbon dioxide. So a war on carbon is war on you. It's just one of the elite's strategies to cull you, period, to enslave you in these smart grids. You know, set up with the smart meters, the, the smart technology, because you're going you're gonna to do your part to save the world. Now you're going to do your part to enslave yourself. But let's say all this is real. When you really dive deep into these electric cars, they often strip mine with pollution right out of the Antichrist New World Order organization on how wicked this technology can be in terms of human health. And then with recycling, if it's not recycled properly, it pollutes the, the water, it pollutes the environment. It's evil. Then you think about the co replacement cost of these batteries between four and $20,000. Can't charge them. Can't really drive too far. They're working on some technology with fast charging. I'll give them that. And I'm not against battery powered things. I think it has its place, but what they're trying, what they're trying to do is substitute it. Then you look at the electric cost here in the United States as well. In some instances, the couple that I did 15, 18%, even higher in Europe, it's even worse. Doubled. Folks, that's enslavement. That's flat out enslavement. And then we had, a, we, we talked about the omnibus bill that they want to actually have kill switches from the government with new vehicles. 
It's almost like you need to save your old vehicle. And let's say gasoline and diesel, there'll be a war on that and won't be around, even though it's plentiful. My understanding is it's, it's not this resource that will disappear. I've heard this from experts. There's plenty of it. It's a renewable resource. And America has some of the most rich reserves in the world. So it's all a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell to enslave you, to turn you into a serf, to control you. So you go into this beast system. But let's say we, we were able to find a way to, to not be part of this enslavement system. People ran their cars on wood, on wood fumes during World War II. Looks like a lot of effort, but I've seen some people that are backyard mechanics, um, fabricators, build some pretty ingenious things. So one, you can run your old school car on wood. Two, people have figured out how to run it on water. At least four or five people around the world figured it out. Um, Three of them have been killed. And then that guy, that uh, professor from Area 51, runs his Corvette on water, but has a secret means to actually build those tanks so they don't blow up. And then all the patents on perpetual motion engines that I didn't even cover in this. But then last, that guy that ran that diesel generator by just using the waste from um, plastic, I thought was fascinating. And I tried to research, can that be done running your diesel engine? And it got pretty sci- very science heavy pretty quick where there needed to be some tweaks, but some people were doing it. I can't find those videos anymore. I was going to play them, some backyard people taking, taking the waste of the plastic and running their truck. But they had to tweak something, if memory serves correctly, adds a couple of ingredients to, to have the secret sauce. So there are solutions to every problem, my friends. Solutions to every problem. So scottsjwellfire.com. I just wanted to expose the lie, the complete lie of these e-cars. Oh, and then the fact that only 18% of the electricity here in the United States comes from so-called green energy. I mean, what a joke. What a joke. Scott with SJWellfire.com. Have a blessed day.